0: up you guys you are listening to pour me a mixtape a podcast where we bring music to the table discuss artists give suggestions and interpret lyrics all while sipping on a little something i am (laughs) Gianna, and i am here with danny via phone call this time because
1: face to face over over uh facetime
0: yes um that is my doing and (laughs) Because I hurt my back and I've learned a very good lesson to watch form videos and not use a barbell because i am in a lot of pain. And yeah, I'm definitely embarrassed about that. So we will not go further into that.
1: That's okay. You just got your comfy recording space in bed. Yes. Feeling the vibes. I
0: am in bed right now. I have my microphone and I have a bunch of pillows behind me. And also, I have my little glass, but I want to know what you are drinking first.
1: Ah, okay. So I saved mine to open on the air because, I mean, it's nothing special, (laughs) but I just like the sound that a can makes when you open it. So I'm going to do it. Ready? Hell
0: yeah, do it. Drum roll. (laughs) Hell yeah. Did you hear that, everyone?
1: It's Diet Coke.
0: Hell yeah. That's your icon. That's Danny's <laughs> theme. Not his theme, but his um,
1: my thing.
0: His my thing. drink of choice. Drink of I choice. I really
1: wanted to drink beer and my, one of my like goals for this year is to get more into beer and like learn more about it.
0: Ooh, but you should I'm, make beer.
1: Oh my god. I would love to. I did in college once, but Me too. Right now I'm um, I'm Kind of watching what I'm eating, so I'm not going to drink beer, unfortunately, but in a few weeks, whenever this thing is over, I'm gonna start getting more into beer, and that was my long-winded way of saying that Mm -hmm. soon I'll have interesting beers to report on, because I went to this beer distributor a few weeks ago, before the new year and they had so many options it's the latham beverage center
0: oh
1: hell yeah they had so many options i was in there for like an hour looking at beer but that's besides the point (laughs) just my little spiel i'm drinking diet pepsi what are you drinking
0: well we will tune into that wait we will (laughs) wait to get updates on that and i am drinking my classic white wine i haven't drank in a while but like I'm just in a lot of pain, and I figured like wine would just like not condone. I don't say this is a good thing, but I just like want to drink wine tonight. Okay, so I'm <laughs> drinking wine.
1: <laughs> you don't need an excuse.
0: <laughs> no You're excuses. You're in pain, and
1: you need something to take the edge off. So,
0: <laughs> hell yeah, I support so. it. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm okay. My- Oops. <laughs> Sorry. I was gonna <laughs> say I'm <laughs> drinking my classic riesling, but okay. Go ahead, no, Danny. that's okay. I
1: think there's a weird delay over phone call. That's why we keep cutting each other off, probably.
0: Well, we will see what happens.
1: <laughs> so this week, we are doing a new series that we are excited to do. So basically, we use a random letter generator on the internet to pick a letter. And then we're going to pick an artist or a group that begins with that letter and tell each other about their career and their music and everything. And this week, our random letter generator gave us the letter C. So,
0: C. Oh my God! When you so, Danny sent this to me, and I kept thinking, like I was like C C C, and like I kept thinking Have you ever seen like Easy A when they're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like. Wait, what are they? They're like T T T. Spell a letter with your P's, and I just kept <laughs> spell with your P's. <laughs> spell with your P's. But that's like that's what I was thinking about. But anyways, totally irrelevant. But that's just another me thing. Mm. Um, I love that yeah movie. C. But I was researching C's, and and I could not believe. Um, is it? Uh, sorry, did I cut <laughs> did I cut you off? No. Before? Because I was about to go into my C. No, do but it like, up. Do it up. Oh, okay. 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 All right. So I was going into C's and I was like, C, C, C. And I was going through all these different C's, as I've been saying. And I realized the most obvious C that complete, like she's my girl. And I had to go with this. And I wasn't going to go with her because I talked to her and talked about her in recent episodes but i felt that i had to just know about her life story and so i went with christina aguilera that's girl. who i thought you were gonna do <laughs> yeah like that's so I, i'm so like predictable but it's so i had to go with her like i was gonna do charlie Puth, and i was reading about him and he went to berkeley and i was gonna say how I went there for a short amount of time and like do that. But then I was like, no, like I feel like I want to read about more about Christina Aguilera because I've never really went into her past like life and stuff before getting famous and stuff. So I thought I would dive in and I'm excited to hear more because I don't know that
1: much about her. Other than she's one of those, like, iconic 90s, early 2000s singers. So, I am all ears ready to learn about Ex tina
0: Hell fucking yeah. She's my girl. Okay. So, she was born December 18th, 1980 in Staten Island, New York. So, she lived in New York as well. So, shout out. But also... Um, it's about to get a little dark so (laughs) trigger warning (laughs) yeah I know sorry I'll trigger warning but um, Christina grew up in a domestic violence household so her father was emotionally and physically abusive towards her mother and I read somewhere that she was actually um, had experienced some physical abuse as well eventually they moved to Pennsylvania and i just like read more into that cuz i had no idea no i didn't like, either like i didn't know and i always like you know the song like i'm a like i think it's called fighter it's like yep. uh, yeah like that song i love that song i used to i used to be my anthem back in the day and i had no idea like that she built like all of this not like all of it off of that but I read somewhere she was saying that um where did she say that to wait hold on oh so singing was her like outlet during all that time and during like the domestic violence like stuff going on in the household she would turn to singing and like that was her space and like I connected with that too because I was like oh my god like back in the day in my household there was just like a lot going on and singing was definitely an outlet for me and I read somewhere that she said like she wrote growing up did not feel safe and feeling powerless is the worst feeling in the world so she turned to singing and she wrote the pain at home is where my love for music came from which I totally resonated with like that hit me and I circled it and highlighted it and I was like oh my god like
1: yeah that like gave me goosebumps
0: yeah like I yeah I got goosebumps too when I read that I was like holy shit and it's so crazy to me because when I was little like I would always listen to Christina Aguilera all the time and sing and make up dances in my room drowning all the yelling and all the stuff going on on the outside world and like I had singing as like this safe space like no one could get me in my world and I was like I've knew there was a reason why I had to like go with Christina Aguilar because I feel like (laughs) I needed to hear this. But like it was so inspiring like reading about how she took this negative situation and turned it into positive by like in her later career like lending her time to various causes to help survivors of domestic violence and getting involved with different organizations which is like and drawing attention and using her voice to spread the word and not make people feel like alone so that was like awesome to read about because I honestly had no idea like I have always said like Christina Aguilera has been like one of my idols but I didn't know like she had gone through all that stuff and yeah, I
1: feel like you never really hear about that
0: No, you don't, and I wish you did Because I definitely could have heard something, like, along those things Like, I, I could have benefited hearing this yeah. later, like, a couple years ago When I was going through some stuff And knowing that I'm not the only one in the world going through what I was going through
1: So Yeah, it's that's why, like, you said, like people in that position who have a platform like it's really important for them to do stuff like that to speak up and to support causes because like you have firsthand experience realizing how much it helps you to even know that one other person out there is like experiencing the same thing oh my god and it's just like you're not alone
0: exactly like I feel like like it I love that she used her platform to just make awareness and spread the word and that's exactly the main reason why i want to be a well-known singer and i always thought it was like such a silly thing like just having that dream of being like famous or whatever and and i realized like it's not even for like money or like recognition for myself it's more to be on a platform where i can spread the word and inspire people and spread love and light to people who've experienced abuse and domestic violence and or anyone who's endured any sort of trauma or anxiety or depression and i want to let them know that it's temporary and they're stronger than they're led to believe like that's the main reason why i want to even like be on a platform like Christina Aguilera because it's exactly to be involved in bigger organizations and just spread the word because I know like when I was going through stuff I could have used a lot of different resources and just knowing that you're not alone is just so huge and yeah, I'm yeah I'm like i I'm so grateful that I realized that I'm so not alone and so it was interesting reading about that and that was just like in I just had read like in the when I read about the domestic violence and went further in I had I I'm just so shocked that like that that happened And I don't know I'm actually not shocked but like I can't believe that her being, like, one of my favorite people, I had no idea, but, yeah. like, going into it, I wish I had known, like, earlier and stuff, but, yeah, but going into, gonna get into, like, less heavier stuff, and, <laughs> and it's a good the heavy stuff, Yes, yeah, start off, with...
1: yeah, into the pop. So
0: then... As a queen icon, she was on Star Search, but she was eliminated in the semifinal round. Do you remember Star Search, Danny?
1: I do, vaguely. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, like, no one... I don't remember watching anyone that's, like, currently famous on it, but I know that, like, a bunch of people were. But I do kind of remember seeing it on the TV vaguely.
0: Yeah, like, I I remember watching it all the time at my grandma's house and she would always have it on we would always i forgot who in particular i can't remember like like people for some reason i feel like david archuleta was on there but maybe i'm wrong i know he was on american idol but i feel like he might have been on star search or something but I remember watching that, like, back in the day-day. And then, um, but back to that, she was um, eliminated, and then she was doing, like, different competitions and stuff. And then in 1991, she auditioned for the Mickey Mouse Club. Like, is it the Mickey Mouse Club or Clubhouse? I feel like, I thought it was the club, but...
1: It's the club. I think that cartoon on... Um, disney channel oh my god disney junior is yeah, the clubhouse
0: i was like because I, like, I was like is this right because i read it and another source <laughs> said that and i was just like wait it's a mickey second. mouse clubhouse oh my god. Come, inside. come inside it's, it's fun inside. inside hell yeah okay <laughs> 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 two different things everyone <laughs> but she was on there with ryan gosling carrie russell if anyone knows who knows who she is she's on tv shows and such britney spears and justin tiberlake and sadly it ended in 1994 and then she ended up moving to japan and yeah and she didn't know that (laughs) i didn't know that either this is so (laughs) awesome like it's so fun like reading about people that you love for me i'm just like wow i wish i'd looked into this earlier but i know she recorded her first song which is called All I Wanna Do, and it was with a duet with this woman who I could not pronounce, and I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but she just did a duet with a woman, and that was her first single. And then she actually, another thing I didn't know, she recorded, she was chose to record Reflection in Milan. Do you know that song? Yeah. And it was like billboard charts and then she got signed after that with RCA records. So after that she got signed and her style was always like R and B blues and she grew up um she like during like the stuff going on in her house they would go run off to like their grandmother's house like during the night and like sometimes her grandmother would play different like blues records and stuff and that's like where she got her love for that but you could tell like that's such a big influence in her voice but back to rca records they were pressured by just with what was going on in the pop like the music industry with britney spears and such and they wanted like the label wanted her to be like a pop kind of sensation with like the whole Britney Spears things going on with, you know, like hit me baby and like whatever else going on. So that's when they came out with genie in the bottle, which is my favorite song in the whole entire world. But (sighs) (laughs) that was like the song. I always remember like singing in my bedroom at, all hours of the night like and it was so inappropriate for like a little girl I singing,
1: I remember <laughs> being on the radio all the time like that and sync.
0: oh my and god and maybe Backstreet
1: Boys I just remember like I have like very vague memories I guess not vague because I'm remembering them but I just have memories of like driving around in the back seat, and I feel like I was in a car seat so like I had to be young singing along to these songs oh my that god, are like I super know. sexual isn't
0: that so funny like you don't realize the meaning to them until like now, and you're like, Wow, I know. that's so inappropriate! Like, I'm a genie in the bottle, I to not me the right way. Yeah, it's so funny. But when I was little, I was just thinking of a literal genie, in me a too, bottle. <laughs> like literally. Like, I wasn't I was thinking, like, what? Okay, is this like <laughs> I... Aladdin or <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, Okay, like. Maybe they used it in Aladdin. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> They're on the off. magic. <laughs> it was like they were between the magic carpet ride and this song. <laughs> the men...
1: <laughs> She got cut at the last second.
0: <laughs> so she lost to that one. But big win for um, Genie the Bottle because it was a hit song. And definitely an influence. It's just like so wild to me that... Like, her music took such a big part in my life when I was little. And she was, like, my outlet and my escape. And it was crazy that, like, singing was hers and just, like, how everything's connected in that way and how you can help people with, like, what you're doing. It's just so crazy to me, like, looking in that. Like,
1: imagine how many people feel the same way that you feel, like they had no idea that the person that they used as an escape to something also went through that or something similar and can can understand and empathize, but also, like, have no idea how many people they're influencing by being that person.
0: Yeah, it's... It's so cool. It's so cool and so inspiring. Like, I... it's so powerful. Yeah, that's what it is. It's so powerful. Like, I... Really desire, or no, like I know one day I'll be on stage and I'll be able to help someone or inspire someone in some way. And like, that's like being on stage and stuff for me was just the most ex- amazing experience. And I can't wait to be back on stage performing because, like, when I'm there, it's like my place. And people are paying attention, and even if they aren't, like, someone is, and I can at least, like, help someone in some way or, like, make someone happy or whatever. It's just nice being in that place and feeling that. Like, even, absolutely, like, Christina Aguilera was mentioning, like, you feel powerless when you're in that, like, space of, in that world of just what's going on back in her childhood and stuff and then when you're on stage you feel like so empowered and you feel like you're just rocking the world and just so good I don't know but yeah that was my pick but I did want to mention just like a fave song that I've just been listening over and over again lately and i definitely want to cover it it's called bound to you it's in burlesque if have you seen it
1: i have not no
0: oh my god i was gonna say like if you haven't seen this movie you need to go watch it because it's so beautiful and just the music and shares in it danny like <laughs> i yeah, know you have to watch I, it.
1: i <laughs> i literally was like I feel like Gianna's gonna pick Cher or like, yeah, I was going to or Christina Aguilera, (laughs) someone like that. It had to be like a powerful vocalist. Oh
0: my god, you are so right. I was going, I did want to do Cher, but then, I just, my gut was telling me go with Christina Aguilera because I definitely, I it was inspiring reading about this because it gave me more hope and stuff and just made me feel good inside because it made me want to help people and just pursue what i'm doing right now and yeah yeah so it it's was like, like a sign yeah de- i feel like that. it definitely was a sign but bound to you is my favorite freaking song have you heard it or did you say you no. didn't hear oh my god i, I want to cover it i've doubted myself in the past that I could never sing the song but I've been practicing it and I want to cover it because it's so beautiful but in the movie it just it shows like these two characters like finally getting together and then it flashes to her singing on stage in a beautiful dress and I just have cried to the song like a bazillion times and now I'm just like ready to cover it and like use that past emotion and just like make it like a super fun experience because I like entertaining people.
1: You should do it. Hell yeah. I can't wait to listen to it. I'm
0: excited and I want to hear what your C pick is Danny because I'm not going to blab anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I okay so similar to you I went through literally I went on azlyrics.com and went to the artists with the C and searched through every single one. And I was like, hmm, I was like, I found a few. I was like, I could do those. I started reading about their lives and I was like, well, they're not really that interesting. Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't know them too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I don't really have a certain desire to learn more about them did you see Not, courtney
0: like, love on one of them i scenes? did and i
1: almost did it but i was like i don't really know i feel like her story is gonna be super long because she was like wild child and
0: very sad and dark yeah <laughs> too. oh yeah that would be Didn't such a conversation yeah i was thinking about that too and i was like hmm
1: I thought well. My other one that I thought you were gonna do was Kurt Cobain. Oh my God! Yeah, I didn't. That would also be a downer.
0: Yeah, that definitely would be. But
1: but I know you love him. I love him. Okay, so, long story short, I picked the Cranberries. Oh my God! Because I've been like recently getting into them more, and just like their style of music is right in my like perfect area of the type of music I like. So. Mm I basically went through their Wikipedia, Um, that's my main source for this, and I've used a few other articles, but I have literally, like a, from start to finish, chronological story of their band and their career, so I'm gonna lead into it.
0: Hell yeah! So, in eight, not 18, in
1: 1989... (laughs) In 18... uh, (laughs) They're old. In (laughs) 1989, brothers Noel and Mike Hogan teamed up with Fergal Lawler and the singer Niall Quinn to form a band that they called The Cranberry Saw Us. The band originated in Limerick, Ireland, and all of the members were teens who had been playing music since their youth. They just had, like, recently gotten um, instruments for, I think it was Christmas or maybe their birthday, and decided to start a band. They all shared the love of 80s English slash indie music, and especially liked the DIY ethic of the punk community. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of right off the bat, Niall Quinn left the band. It was an amicable split, but he went back to his previous group, leaving the band without a lead singer. And the three remaining members put out ads for a female singer. They wanted to kind of go in a different direction and have a female, but then Quinn, the previous singer, recommended that the band meet his girlfriend's sister, who was a singer-songwriter looking to join a group, and that woman turned out to be Dolores O'Riordan, who is an icon, Queen legend. Queen! When Dolores first met with the boys in 1990, she was given a cassette tape with demos basically full of indie chord sequences, and she was tasked to kind of bring it to life, so she went home, and she began to uh, write lyrics and melodies, and within a week, she came back to the boys and performed a rough cut of the song Linger, which eventually became one of the, so- one of the band's most famous songs. I love that song. Linger. I realized, yeah. Mm.
0: Do you have to, mm. do you have to let it linger? Oh, I love that. So 90s, right? I know, mm. literally,
1: so 90s that's my um, favorite
0: i love that style music so much
1: me too and so many of their songs are like i don't know how to, what to call it but basically like those songs that you know but you're like i don't know who sings this or like <gasps> i don't know what this song is called and like you hear it in your head but
0: mm-hmm.
1: then you don't know what it is and then it, i came to find out that they're all the cranberry songs
0: <laughs> that, there's one in like that you know that movie click yes that one you know yes I can't it's like when he's like going down and the at the wedding you know yes oh my god I I saw that
1: in my research too I forgot about that but then I remembered that is
0: exactly what you're talking about because like when I saw that movie I was like wait I know this song but I didn't know it was them (laughs) literally (laughs)
1: literally that's so funny Um, So immediately the boys are blown away by her powerful voice and they said, quote, she was so small and quiet and then she opened her mouth and this amazing voice, this huge voice came out of her for the size of her, which is basically what I think must be what people think when they hear you sing because you're so small, but then you open your mouth and you're like belting Wait. being a queen
0: danny that's so funny you were saying that i i did not keep this in my research but when i was reading about christina aguilera i kept seeing everywhere from her ho- hometown people would always describe her as this little girl with a huge voice and i was like oh my god people said that about me <laughs> but that is so funny that you just said that i was like holy yes. fucking shit it's a sign okay continue no, <laughs> sorry <man. laughs>
1: no it's guy so quickly, they, the group began to work on a demo, and in 1990, the band recorded a four-track demo titled Water Circle, and they released it in cassette format in local record stores. Uh, so the Cranberry Sauce started garnering local fame. They played shows at venues like at, in hotel basements and such in Limerick, and eventually recorded a three-track EP called Nothing Left At All, which sold out immediately in record stores um, within days and that was still local Oops. so pierce gilmore who was the owner of Zerzik studios took the band on as their manager and he oversaw the recording of a demo tape which featured very early versions of linger as well as dreams another one of the songs that would become one of their most popular songs
0: so pretty i love those
1: songs yeah i love that song as Noel was itching to escape the underground music scene in Ireland, he immediately sent those tapes out to record companies in London. Uh, it caught the attention of many big labels, as well as the press in the UK, and soon a bidding war began between major British labels. In July of 1990, the band formally changed its name to the Cranberries, just as nothing left at all began to circulate in the UK. and eventually they signed a six album deal with island records in the uk
0: so why did they change it to the cranberry i i had no idea that they were the cranberry sauce that's so interesting
1: yeah i don't know why they changed it probably was like influenced by labels or something Mm -hmm. like to make it something shorter and easier to remember so they shortened it to the cranberries but i like the cranberries better yeah me too
0: i couldn't yeah, sounds better, better. for sure. <laughs> it just sounds cleaner. overall better, cleaner. Yeah. Cuz then you got to pick up sauce. Okay. No right. <laughs> so, in mid
1: 1991, the Cranberries headed back into the studio to um, record, but Gilmore, their manager basically screwed them over. Um, you know, they all re- they all kind of refer to the process of recording their first EP as hasty and he made a lot of alterations to the album's rough cuts which kind of caused a commercial failure and caused a lot of tension between the band and Gilmore. Mm -hmm. He was kind of keeping information to himself and making decisions without consulting the band and they were kind of fed up with that. In January 1992, they attempted to record their first studio album with Island Records but tensions were rising again because of their manager um Noel was quoted as saying we didn't have a problem with each other we had a problem with this guy talking about Gilmore and shortly after they fired him and hired Jeff Travis in his place
0: It's always the manager <laughs>
1: lol i'm dead i'm not even gonna respond to that that's what i was thinking too yeah anyways a few months later in march 1992 the cranberries got back in the studio to record their first album and they geared up to promote the subsequent release of that album they released dreams as the lead single in october of 1992 and shortly after their first full-length album everyone else is do everybody else is doing it so why can't we was released in march of 1993 At first, the album, Nor the Singles, Dreams, and Linger garnered much attention. However, a tour as the opening act for Suede helped the band catch the eye of MTV, who started playing their music on repeat, which caused a rapid increase in attention. And then eventually that led to the Cranberries replacing Suede as the headlining act midway through the tour. So they literally joined this tour as the opening act and then became really famous and then... The, whoever the management was was like yeah we're gonna switch you to the headliner oh and switch them to the opening act how <laughs> shitty is shit. that
0: imagine that that's that is so, so crazy it's good for them but also yeah. so embarrassing for the other people
1: yeah i mean i don't know who suede the band suede is but
0: <laughs> well and now and we know we know cramming
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe that <laughs> <All right.
1: laughs> after this the cranberries took off they re-released <laughs> dreams and linger and each peaked higher on the charts than it had before they soon after released their second album no need to argue in october of 1994 it had the number one hit zombie as oh, well as yeah. ode to my family and that really helped the cranberries break into the u.s market and that album went seven times platinum in the u.s making them ireland's largest musical export since u2 Damn! I love that song, "Zombie."
0: Me too. Especially because always... Miley
1: covered it. But...
0: <gasps> oh my God, it's on the album, but it's so good. I love. Mm-hmm. I always get people saying cover "Zombies" when I was in the back of the day when I had a band. Um, they would always be like, "Play Zombies," and we'd always say we would, but then we never would. So <laughs> maybe next... one day.
1: <laughs> yes, next you have to band. Make it happen you have to make it happen
0: for sure
1: their popularity surged throughout 1995 and they won many awards including best irish recording Artist at the world music awards and irish music awards and best song for zombie at the 1995 mtv europe music awards so. in april of 1996 the cranberries released to the faithful departed which was their third studio album which sold four million copies in six weeks Despite its success, it failed to live up to the sales of their previous album and was only two times platinum in the U.S., which is still obviously amazing, but um, a little less popular than their second album, in the U.S. at least. From that album, they released Salvation, Free to Decide, and When You're Gone as singles, and they saw moderate success with each song. They were awarded with the Ivor Novello Award for International Achievement in May of ninety seven and that's an award which basically recognizes British and or Britain and Ireland's talented songwriters mm. and composing talents. And in nineteen ninety eight the band was named as the one of the most outstanding Irish bands of all time alongside Van Morrison and U2. Ah. And I always think it's kind of interesting when like these I don't know what you call them I don't know what and, the, like, n- name for the band that just, like, they start in, like, these small town. Well, I don't know if Limerick's a small town, but they just, like, start off playing, like, at hotels and they grow so big that mm-hmm. they're, like, being compared to U2 and Van Morrison. That's so I always cute. think it's cool.
0: Yeah, it is extremely cool. Just, like, how they blew up like that and yeah. in that kind of way. and And I didn't know that they were... Like, I thought that, honestly, I'll probably sound stupid, but I was like, I, I honestly thought they were from, like, here, like, in the United States. Oh, yeah, States. me too. <laughs> so I, yeah, had, I, didn't, I had no idea.
1: I didn't really know. I guess I should have, just because, like, their music's kind of Irish folk-y, yeah, but.
0: Yeah, now that you, oh, oops, it switched to my other headphones, Oops! Oh, but that's okay.
1: I heard myself for a second. But I don't know
0: if... <laughs> that was, that was weird. But we're still on. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. I now that you're saying that, it it sounds. There's definitely like an influence in their songs, even like zombies and just like when you listen to that music. But that music is so cool. Like yeah, all of that, like the instrumentation and it's very
1: cool. Yeah. And. Uh, I think at the end of my notes, I have kind of what their inspirations were and their sounds. So Ooh. I'll definitely cover that. But yeah, yeah it's def—it's like kind of haunting, but also chill. Just yeah. You hear Finn crying exactly.
0: in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. I think Hi he has Finn. to go out,
1: but he'll be able to wait. Do you Sorry, wanna, Finn. I was going to say, do you want to pause? <laughs> no, it's okay. Honestly, he's just going to end up going in the house and I'm just going to have to clean it up. But I'll get over it.
0: <laughs> Doggy parent probs. Literally. Mm.
1: It's okay. I forgive him. I'm trying not to, like, overreact when he does stuff like that so he doesn't become scared of me. But, <laughs> Finn, if you're going to keep crying in the background, you're going to have to pay me for sponsoring you.
0: Featuring Finn.
1: <laughs> now he's playing with a toy, so hopefully it keeps him distracted. But if he keeps crying, maybe we will have to pause. Okay. Where was I? I just had serious deja vu. All right. <laughs> In April of 1999, the band released their fourth album, Buried the Hatchet, which was a little bit less successful than the previous album. Um, They had four singles, including Promises, Animal Instinct, Just My Imagination, and You and Me. And then soon after, they started a world tour. Fun fact is that they partnered with Ticketmaster to be the first musical artist to sell tickets for a national tour exclusively online. So they only sold online tickets, I guess. That was in... Two thousand, the year two thousand. So, pretty interesting. That's
0: interesting, and I don't know why I feel like I've heard that, but I, I don't know why the hell I would know that. that yeah, no, maybe know like either. someone would say it in like a music in my music business class, but that wouldn't yeah, make sense. That's true. the only. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um,
1: and that was the most successful career of. I'm sorry, the successful tour of their career. Um, In October of 2001, they released their fifth album, Wake Up and Smell the Coffee, with singles "Analyze," Time is Ticking Out, and This is the Day. Due to a lack of satisfaction with the promotion of that album, the Cranberries parted ways with their record label MCA, which, if you remember back, they were signed with Island Records, and then Mm -hmm. some sort of business transaction went on, and they split Island Records, split into MCA or something like that, and that's why they were with MCA, but... They left. Um, Dolores voiced her dissatisfaction with the label and said that they kind of lost touch with the band's creative vision. So, mm. in
0: 2002,
1: the Cranberries released a Greatest Hits album titled Stars, the best of 1999 to 2002, and they re released the song Stars as a single from that album. And then in 2003, they announced a hiatus. Dolores said, quote, We've been together for 13 years. It's a much-needed break. It was getting predictable and, late, and lacking in a challenge. Time to experiment. And that's kind of what they did. Between 2004 and 2008, they kind of went on to pursue solo endeavors and other projects. Um, Dolores released two solo albums, Are You Listening?, in 2007, and then No Baggage in 2009. Noel and Mike Hogan started a new project called The Mono Band, releasing their first project in 2005. And then they worked with Oxford singer-songwriter Richard Walters as the band Architect, releasing two EPs in 2007 and 2009 as well. Um, So they originally said that they were just going on, like, a two-year hiatus or break to, like, focus on family and stuff, but they started kind of working on other projects and – They said that – or Noel said that every time we leave the Cranberries to do something else, the band itself is still there in the background. I've never heard of any member walking away to do something and saying they're finished with it. So they definitely, like, weren't – it wasn't, like, contentious. They weren't, like, fighting or anything. They were just kind of taking time to work on their projects, Yeah. Yeah. So in August of 2000 – excuse me, I don't know what just came out of my mouth – in August of 2009, Dolores announced that the Cranberries would be reuniting for a North American and European tour, and at this point they were managed by Danny Goldberg, who was once the manager of Nirvana and Kurt Cobain, which I threw oh, in there yeah. for your benefit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my love, oh my god, I love him. <laughs> so
1: they started working on music and then in 2011, they oh, I'm sorry, in 2011 they started recording their sixth studio album and then in 2012, Roses was released and that was the first album of new material to be released since 2001, which I thought was crazy that they went 11 years without releasing an album because if I think about, like, how how long ago 11 years was and, like, if my favorite band was like, hey, we're not going to release an album for 11 years, (laughs) that would kind
0: of suck. (laughs) Yeah, that would suck. It's like, that's like if just some random, trying to think of some singer, like, I don't know Miley Cyrus was like all right I'll see you guys in 10 years or 11 in 11 years (laughs) see you later yeah bye meanwhile we're all living our lives but like (laughs) (laughs) no I'm kidding (laughs) but like I feel like that is so crazy like that it took them that long to like get back together and stuff but that it seemed yeah. like they were together for, what did you, 13 years, you said? Or was yeah, it tw- prior to that. Mm-hmm. It was 13 in
1: 2003 because they got together in 1990. Yeah, so, so that's a long point, time So like, yeah. yeah, and it seemed like they were really tight-knit. Like I said, like they always kind of know that they were going back to the Cranberries. But in 2013, Dolores O'Riordan filed a high court case against Noel Hogan, Um, They never really released the reason for why that was. It never kind of got disclosed. Mm -hmm. But um, in 2015, she, I don't know if she dropped the case or the case, you know, was ended. And um, it seemed like, you know, everything was well. Hogan said, we've had our ups and downs over the years, like many bands. Unfortunately for us, a lot of the time, it's because of a lack of communication and outside forces getting involved. Mm -hmm. So it sounded like there was some... Behind-the-scenes stuff going on that they were kind of miscommunicating about, but yeah, I guess that's it got resolved.
0: Extremely important to yeah. have communication that everywhere, communication. and
1: yeah. Just and he yeah. said, Dolores and I now talk practically every other day, and our friendship is healthier than it has been in a long time. Oh. So everything was kind of mended. Um, but during that time, that she kind of like filed that lawsuit, and it was going on. I don't know what the right terms are. She started working with um, the band D.A.R.K., which was an alternative rock band formed in 2009 by Ole Koretsky, which is Dolores' eventual boyfriend up until the time of her death, and Andy Rourke, who was the former drummer of the Smiths. Mm -hmm. So she was working on that. No no real um, new stuff from the Cranberries. But in April of 2017, they released their seventh album, which was an acoustic record titled Something Else and basically was featuring orchestral, orchestral arrangements of prior release songs, which Ooh. were re-recorded in 2016. Um, it also included three new songs, The Glory, Why, and Rupture. So it was kind of like a take on their old songs, but in a more kind of like fully orchestrated, haunt, more haunting mm-hmm. sound. That sounds um, really
0: cool, actually.
1: Yeah, and they were going to go on tour um for, with that album and they were going to have like a full um orchestra accompaniment if that's the right word yeah and unfortunately they had to cancel due to dolores's struggles with a back injury um little did they know that would the, that the cranberries would never tour again
0: Wow. so here's where it
1: goes here's the downer
0: Aww.
1: i know we couldn't go too long with that one. <laughs> On I mean, yeah. January 15th, 2018, Dolores O'Riordan died unexpectedly at the age of 46 while in London, England. Oh. Although many speculated various causes at first, the inquest into her death eventually r- revealed that she died from an accidental drowning in her hotel bathroom. Oh my- and then it was further found that it was due to sedation by alcohol poisoning. Shit. Yeah. Damn, and that, that just, like, just got sadder and sadder. Like, I know.
0: You're just like, where? Like, how did that happen in her bathroom? And then you're like, alcohol poisoning. I Ooh. know.
1: And it's like, 46 is so young. That is
0: so young. That is so sad. And that's like, yeah. that's so upsetting to hear, like, that people get like that and stuff and they feel like there's no way out or they turn to like that and it's just really sad.
1: Yeah, and I think I didn't get too much into it because I wanted to focus more on the band but Mm -hmm. Dolores, like she does have a pretty rough background Mm -hmm. story and I kind of want to do her as like a separate person eventually because Mm -hmm. I was reading some stuff and I was like, oh I really want to put this in there but I don't want to like make it an hour long segment so maybe I'll focus more on her in another episode but yeah I definitely yeah, really would like sad. to hear
0: that's super sad to hear about that though
1: yeah Damn. so the band released a statement shortly after the inquest and said quote on January 15 2018 we lost our dear friend and bandmate Dolores O'Riordan today we continue to struggle to come to terms with what happened our heartfelt condolences go out to Dolores and her children uh, sorry Dolores's children and her family and our thoughts are with them today Dolores will live on eternally in her music. To see how much of a positive impact she's had on people's lives has been a source of great comfort to us. Aww. Her boyfriend at the time of her death, Ole Karetsky, who she was in the band DARK with, stated, My friend, partner, and the love of my life is gone. My heart is broken and it's beyond repair. He also said, Dolores is beautiful. Her art is beautiful. We miss her so much. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me start that quote over because I skipped a line. He said, My friend, my partner, and the love of my life is gone. My heart is broken and is beyond repair. He also said, Dolores is beautiful. Her art is beautiful. Her family is beautiful. The energy she continues to radiate is undeniable. I am lost. I miss her so much. I will continue to stumble around this planet for some time knowing, well, there's no real place for me here now. What the hell?
0: (laughs) Oh my god. That literally makes
1: me want to cry. I I like...
0: Yeah, I definitely, my eyes started getting a little watery, like...
1: That's so sad. It is
0: very sad.
1: And, like, it seems like her death really impacted a A lot lot of people, people. like, both famous and just fans. Like, everyone was kind of really effed up about her death because, one, she was so young, but, like, obviously she was talented. And, like, obviously, even if you're not talented, your death is sad. But (laughs) it just is, like crazy to people to that like she was literally there and then she was gone yeah it was like something that was um that she could have you know prevented but things happened and yeah it was really tragic
0: wow that is so heavy and so sad to think about that like thinking about that place that people could get into just having like I don't know It's just sad thinking about overall
1: I know But like you said Like you don't really Think Too much about What these artists Go through I mean unless they're like Very transparent with it In their art Which is what they present To the world Like they could Have a completely different life On the other side Of whatever image They're putting out there And To see how Kind of that Split not I don't want to say split Personality But like You know double life if you will is oh, yeah. can affect them is really sad. That is.
0: Like it think like exactly like thinking about that like they have to pretend they're not experiencing like all this stuff inside and have to put up this persona like everything's okay yeah. and and a lot of artists will do that and i feel like now mental health is being more accepted I mean it is accepted like just accepted in this society and more talked about and like there's more people bringing awareness to it and I even more celebrities and artists are talking about their struggles with it so I feel more back in the day that wasn't a thing but now it is being more talked about and hopefully just overall preventing people to going from to that place like yeah. even in the industry and stuff i hope like more artists are just being their authentic selves and knowing mm-hmm. it's okay to be human and all that stuff like it's okay to show that you're going through a hard time and
1: there's people Right, people really appreciate that transparency. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree like I I feel like you can tell when there's like artists who are just not like true to themselves like they're not I don't know I feel like you can tell when people are being I don't know I always go back to like Halsey and her like talking about her mental health and stuff that she's gone through and just various artists but there's like other artists who don't really kind of put up like a perfect kind of picture of themselves and I don't know I feel like it's better I feel like people want to see like just people being their authentic selves and the good and the bad like not all like pretty and like perfect and stuff like it's nice to see, it's not nice to see other people, like, struggling, but it's nice, it's, <laughs> it's, like, comforting to know that, like, celebrities experience, like, what you experience, too, and, like, they're not, like, these robotic, like, people who don't experience pain or, you know.
1: Yeah, and I think that might contribute to it, to like, celebrities kind of feel like they have to be this perfect person this perfect role model this perfect image to not disappoint people but on the other hand like fans want to have like a personal connection with their favorite singer favorite artist they don't you know want to they wouldn't want to know that they're kind of like idolizing a like a steely exterior that's not even Mm -hmm. you know their real self Hi Finn, I see you. I know. I, I'm almost done. I promise. Okay, almost done. So, like I said, it kind it definitely like affected the fans and everything. But her death kind of brought this new um, interest in the Cranberries. At the time of her death, their Greatest Hits album recharted on the Billboard 200 at number 16, yeah. and that was their highest chart position since 1999. So that's Damn, pretty interesting. That's... And I mean, it's sad because I feel like that always happens when people die. Like their music, obviously, it's, you know, sales go crazy. But yeah. it's like, it's kind of, it's like that, I don't want to say irony, but it's like appreciate what you have while it's here, not when it's gone. Oh my
0: God. Yeah. That just yeah. freaking it. I feel like I needed to Tell hear me. that. <laughs> I feel like every Sorry. everyone <laughs> needs to hear that though. Like appreciate. Yeah.
1: There's one lesson you learned today. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like. Every day, there's there's a lesson in your day. There's always something to learn about and take with you and stuff, but definitely <laughs> love that featuring Finn the and the squeaky toy. Finny, come
1: here. Can you not squeak that toy? I'm doing something important. <laughs> He's looking at me like, what? I'm not the most important thing in your life.
0: <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Finn, I'll finish. Sorry. <laughs> so
0: we can are it's at
1: the oh i'm almost done yeah um yeah so at the time of her death the cranberries were working on their eighth album and dolores had actually already recorded the vocals for that album so the remaining band members agreed to finish out the album in honor of her Um, they confirmed that in the end would be the eighth and final album by the cranberries Noel Hogan said, we will do this album and then that will be it. No one wants to do this without Dolores. Exactly one year after her death, they released All Over Now as the lead single from their final album and in um, April 2019, In The End was released. Shortly after their final single, Wake Me Up When It's Over, was released in June of 2019. And that's the interesting and then sad and tragic story of Dolores Reardon, and the Cranberries. Oh
0: my goodness! Thank you. Like I yeah. had no idea. Like it's just, like we were talking about before. I feel like this is definitely a lesson to read more into the artists and people you yeah. listen to, and just
1: yeah, look at their stories like put,
0: and stuff.
1: Yeah, I like put their music on while I was doing this research, and it just was kind of like a different experience like you kind of start to understand the emotions and the feelings that they're you know
0: yes exactly and you, you,
1: through their music you
0: get where it's coming from and you hear like the pain and their voices and and even like when you were saying that you were listening to the cranberries while you're doing it and just listening to Christina Aguilera and stuff you get like where that pain and like a voice like that like where it comes from and you hear just like the experiences in their voice and you definitely listen to it differently and know like and get kind of I mean you don't totally you're never gonna totally get it but like you know you kind of understand in a way
1: and it's a different experience of listening to the song yeah you're not picturing them as that like perfect Person that you think that no I mean anyone can't mm-hmm. be that perfect person but it's kind of just like breaking down that barrier and seeing them for who they actually are and kind of like what inspired their music which to me is always interesting obviously to have that connection with an artist but yeah it, it's it's so even if it's tragic to know the truth yeah it's better than pretending everything's perfect oh
0: my god I know I th- I feel like perfect's just an illusion. It's not a thing. It's just another label that people get caught up in their head and get in the way and stuff. And it's refreshing to hear that artists and celebrities are experiencing Mm -hmm. human and they're experiencing (laughs) those kind of emotions.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, oh, really quickly, so their musical style and influences, um, over the years they were compared to Sinead O'Connor and Susie and the Banshees. Yeah. Um, A'Riordan stated that her singing style incorporated yodeling, and that was kind of inspired by her father, who used to sing in a similar style. Eventually, artists like Sinead and Susie and even Peter Harvey... We're doing it. That's so So cool. She kind of had like that she kinda brought that to music and saw it other artists doing it as well. But I
0: love that's so cool learning about like all this stuff and then listening and thinking about like a song that they've done and like hearing like that yodeling aspect and you'd be like, Oh my Mm -hmm. god, wow, like that's so awesome.
1: I'm thinking of dreams. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to try to make that noise that she makes, (laughs) but...
0: (laughs) Amazing. Um, She
1: says she was influenced by Gregorian chant, Irish folk music, classical piano. She took inspiration from Duran Duran, The Cure, Depeche Mode, and The Smiths. And the rest of them were also inspired by The Cure and The Smiths. Um, But yeah, really interesting. I kind of... Admittedly, like I didn't really know too many of their songs going into this. Mm-hmm. I knew the popular ones like Zombie and Linger, um, just my imagination, but I listened to more obviously while I was researching, and some of my new faves that you might want to check out are When You're Gone, The Pressure, Daffodil, Lame- Daffodil Lament, Electric Blue... Um and I think my favorite album that I was jamming out to the most was To the Faithful Departed. So Ooh, I'll as always, check we'll out. make a playlist. Yes, I was just going to say in that. The we'll pick some Christina songs. We'll pick some Cranberry mm-hmm. songs, yeah. and we'll get you jamming out on your day to these artists that start with a C.
0: I love that, I was going to say we should do a playlist again, and we'll link that in the description because there's a lot oh, of. Yeah songs Christina songs that are so that they haven't really blown up that a lot of people don't know that well so it would be nice to give some recognition to those as well as the cranberry songs because I would definitely want to listen to more of their music for sure especially after listening to all of this whoops my headphone fell out
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I'm excited to continue this series and to learn more about other artists because
0: Me too. Just the first time
1: doing this was like super cool.
0: I agree. I love learning just about people's stories. That's my favorite thing. Listening to where they come from and just what has influenced their music and all of that. It's nice and very inspiring.
1: Agree. Um, Okay, sorry that the end of my story was a downer, but (laughs) we do want to end it off with a little bit of a brighter, positive note. So, do you want to talk about what we're going to do before we wrap it up? Oh,
0: yeah. Um, Well, we'll just leave it. We're going to leave it on a positive note and just talk about what we're grateful for. And we could... Do you want to just we can go back and forth we can just do one thing we can
1: let's let's do I don't know you go first because I didn't think in advance but I should know these things yeah we can we're (laughs) just we just want to I'm grateful for everything yeah I'm grateful (laughs) for
0: literally everything (laughs) but I am one of my realizations that this will sound so whack to people but to me this is like I had like this breakthrough a couple days ago and <laughs> people are gonna be like, what is this bitch talking about? And I'm <laughs> But um I'm so grateful I finally realized that I am good enough just for what I'm doing and I've had this like struggle for years and years about the concept of being good enough and even like what is good enough and yada yada but that is something i'm grateful for because that limiting belief has gotten in the way of me writing songs and recording videos and i'm now realizing that i am good enough just as everyone else is on this planet so that's a little thing that's beautiful thank you thank you so much I was I was journalized I was journaling which is super important I've neglected it for a while but since our last podcast yeah since our last podcast when we were talking about it I decided I would dive into journaling and I was just reviewing and breaking down like different aspects of my life and I found this common like concept a common theme of not being good enough in certain relationships and like hearing it from people and I had like a breakdown with my cousin the other day and I was like oh my god like I just realized like that something that someone said like I've taken with me for so many years and I've not been like my true authentic self because I've never thought I was good enough to do that stuff. And now I'm just like, what? Like F that shit. So it's a major breakthrough for me and I'm super grateful that I finally realized it after 10 years of basically neglecting, music and like struggling with it i'm ready to take it on fully so that that's amazing thank you thank you so much but it's i'm super grateful for that and i just it literally just hit me so which is i know people are like oh good enough but like y'all <laughs> let me tell you this is something i've been like struggling with with every like it I don't know. When once you realize you're good enough, it makes a domino effect in different aspects of your life, and you start trying. And so, I'm ready to take that on.
1: I'm excited to see what you do, and I'm happy that you had that realization. And now you're going to, you know, do everything that you want to do and not be afraid to be not good enough. That's awesome. Thank
0: you. And what are you grateful for? It can be literally anything. Your your hands and feet.
1: Well, yes. Um, I think what I'm most grateful for now is my health and the health of my family and friends. Um, my dog, even though he ate a pair of my shoes <laughs> yesterday and I literally could have just put him out on the corner. I'm just kidding. If you're listening and think that I would do that, I would literally rather I don't know, do something else than get rid of my dog. But Yeah, I'm really just grateful for all the people in my life and that they're healthy and that I'm healthy, um, that I can, you know, I don't know. I'm really grateful for this because this is like a really fun outlet to just talk and, you know, doing the research. I was like, oh, my God, this is so fun. I want to do this. You know, I want to keep doing this. So I'm grateful that we are able to do this. Even if we are from a distance. And I'm excited to do more of it. I'm, we're already gonna have to pick what's next. Oh be, my gosh!
0: But... I'm me too. I'm so grateful we're doing that this again. And I was thinking about that when you were talking about the cranberries. I was literally thinking to myself, "Wow, I'm so grateful to be like learning about this information about like new artists, and just it's inspiring to hear other people's stories and." just talking with you and catching up and i'm very grateful for it so yeah Absolutely. and we i love ending things off on a positive note it makes yeah, it makes me feel so good i know we should well definitely more positive ending segments cuz it
1: Absolutely. and
0: everyone listening def- just think of something you're grateful for and even if you're having a shitty day and mm-hmm. it feels
1: like especially yes yeah,
0: especially if you're having a shitty day like just find one thing like even like I know like be <laughs> I'm just thinking like um when you have a stuffy nose and you can't smell anything like like be <laughs> grateful that you don't have a stuffy nose like even if it's like some tiny little thing like like with my back like hurting so bad and like not being able to move i'm like wow when i get this feeling back of like not like i'm just not gonna take that for granted again and then yeah and then just just think of some tiny thing and like it'll make you feel a little ounce (laughs) of love or (laughs) you know
1: yeah there's always something to be positive about exactly
0: just look at Look at your feet. You're walking. Mm-hmm.
1: You're walking. It's a bad day, not a bad life. And yes. I could keep spitting out We can, like we this. Can... I, I need to hear all of them. Inspirational quotes.
0: I am ready to hear all of them. We can yeah. have an inspirational quote um, day. <laughs> but we yeah. will definitely have more podcast episodes for you guys full of mm-hmm. nice, fun wisdom and quotes sometimes sad sad, but it's (laughs) that's life and we are here to talk about the good the bad the sad the fun and then all that jazz
1: (laughs) all that jazz jazz yes
0: send me an email email. we will tell you guys that story at a later date (laughs) maybe 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 not
1: Probably, Probably not, not.
0: <laughs> but um, um, do we want? Yeah. yeah, I was gonna wrap this little section up, cause like can... let's do it. So you guys, you can find us on Instagram. My Danny's Instagram is at dbrr with four. Mars. and mine is Gianna Sound sounded out and actually the other day I was at <laughs> the other day I was at the, <laughs> I was at the sandwich place and they like kind of recognized me because you know I live by and whatever <laughs> I'll just leave it there. And the guy was asking like what was my name and I told him my full name because he knew I was a singer. For some reason, and I was like, "Gian robustiano sounded out, and I was like, "Wow, that probably sounded really rude." <laughs>
1: so... <laughs> it's not as fun when you don't say it. Yeah, I know.
0: So I'm definitely <laughs> you say it in real
1: life. They're like, "Um, okay." So I had
0: that experience, and I apologize in the past if anyone took that as a rude thing. I just, I just, I, thought it, was I thought it was me too, but I'm not trying to be rude. You can sound it out. Um, sure you can find it and you can find us on there and send us an email if you would like we love emails you know we like ghost stories send us something you're grateful for send us
1: oh yeah do that yeah
0: send us some some positivity thoughts or i don't know tell us about your day (laughs) but do what what you gotta do all right guys is that it? I'm trying to I think, think. I'm covering so. we... everything. I'm like, is that it? Yeah. All right, we got, we got this. All right, y'all. See you Sayonara, next time. beaches. Bye. Bye.